Hello, you are very welcome to the Inside Our Schools podcast, podcast where we put all the current issues around teaching in Irish secondary schools under the microscope. I'm your host, Andrew Phelan. You are very welcome to episode seven of Inside Our Schools podcast. This again is a split session, so this is a carry on of the conversation that we had in episode six. Episode six, we were discussing uh, the exams and what should happen in the terms of the leave insert, uh, and then we continued on the conversation. So this episode is about remote learning. Uh, now we did have an episode in the past, uh, two or three episodes ago, around remote learning and around virtual timetables. But I felt the second half of this conversation warranted an episode again because a lot of the points that were raised were very different than the ones that were raised in the previous episode. So just a reminder again who was joining us for that episode. We had Tony Canning, who was an English teacher. We had Robert Cheney, who was a maths teacher. And we had Liam Henley, who was a teacher of science, chemistry and biology. If you enjoy this podcast, uh, please do subscribe. It's available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, uh, and on Google Podcasts. And you'll be kept up to date with all the latest episodes and all the latest discussions that we are having. Another reminder before we start um, that all the participants, including myself, uh, are representing their own views uh, and not the views of their trade union or school or workplace or other. It's just their own personal uh, view. Um, so we just want to remind everybody uh, of that. Uh, and if you want to join in the conversation, please do email us at um, insiderschoolspodcast at gmail.com and we welcome any view um, on any of the issues in teaching uh, and we can have a debate, we can have a discussion uh, and we'd like to get more and more teachers involved. Uh, so please do email in if you'd like to come on the show. Um, so yeah, enjoy the episode. Thank you. Well, I want to take you back then because uh, Rob was saying some interesting things in his... Um in his email when he was, when he was talking about coming on around the, the remote learning um, and a few bees in his bonnet, he said he wanted to get off his chest. So I leave you off there, Rob, and we can we can we can all chip in there. Do we need to sit down for this one, Rob? <laughs> well, you can leave it to another podcast if you want. I mean, I have to, I have to like there, there are issues in terms of us opening up schools and how how we're going to be able to do that. You know proper ventilation uh, issues with, to do with temperature and humidity in the classrooms, track and trace and all of that. But I mean, and vaccinations and other thing for, for leaving civil students, if they decide to actually sit an exam, do we, do we allow, do we think they should all have vaccinations in advance of that? That's the one thing you didn't even mention in terms of the exams. Yeah, but uh, like, uh, I, I just, a couple of things come up in the, new, in, the, in the media in the last week or two. And I suppose it was just, I just felt it was, it was, it was a good moment to, to comment on the, on the issue of live lessons. I don't know if any of you else saw, there was about three schools who all um, dealt with the issue, perf- I would say, perfectly appropriately uh, in the aftermath, you know, and they were open and transparent about it. But, you know, there were instances of sort of Zoom bombing. So, you know, people getting into the into the, the live lesson uh, inappropriately or acting inappropriately or they shouldn't have been there um, you know in the first place at all and I suppose I suppose it's an interesting one I mean we are as, as teachers you know we've 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 learned a lot in the last nine months I suppose and we've actually learned an awful lot of new skills and you know teachers aren't short to to um, to develop and improve and um, you know, even though it might sound like soundbite sometimes, the union leaders when they're saying, you know, we haven't been found wanting, but at the same time, I have to say, that, you know, schools need to be very careful that they, that if they're going to 
put in place things like live lessons with using Zoom and so forth, you know, they need to road test these things and, and they really shouldn't set themselves up for a fall in the first place. And I, I was, I suppose I was disappointed that we had schools whereby, um, you know, in a sense, they hadn't put in mitigating circumstances trying to, uh, to try and avoid these sorts of things. And, you know, you can, you can test systems out and, 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 and work out how, to, how, to, how best to use them. And, and, you know, you can't just say, oh, you go, teachers, you go off and you do Zoom lessons and, and leave you off. You know, there needs to be training and there needs to be, you know, proper mm. oversight by the school, managed an account where settings are all uh, well worked through and 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 tested you know you try and break a system you get a bunch of people together and you try and break the system you try and behave in, a, in an appropriate like i have another hat which is a scout leader and you know we've done online stuff with with cubs and so forth cubs would be sort of like say you know 10 year olds and so forth and and it wasn't a school context so there wasn't that teacher uh, student relationship it was you know cub leader scout leader and, and girls, you know and they're messing about they're drawing on the screen and they're changing their, their their backgrounds and all this sort of thing but it's because you know they they the, the scout leader hadn't you know locked it down so they couldn't change their name and all the rest of it and i just it just felt as though it was, it was disappointing that schools had 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 opened themselves up management had opened themselves up for for problems, I suppose that was that was just the one one comment. Right? And the then they, that... Sorry, Rob. If you take maybe answer the question, if you take the analogy that a um, if you have, for want of a better phrase, a discipline issue in a classroom, how would you handle it? What would the I know the dynamic. I'm not talking the dynamics. Obviously, of remote learning and online learning are entirely different, but um, people with the technical ability to zoom bomb a class and things like that, I don't really know if they're the biggest issues we're going to face. I would have thought, and I know Andrew and I have spoken about these kind of things before. It's like the junior cycle reform. Here's the thing we don't like. Now watch teachers make it work. You know, it's a, rather than saying, no, we're not playing or whatever we need to do. Or we always seem to play to the best of our ability. We're a lot better than we were this time last year. We will adapt. We will improve. We will make it work. And I could put my hand on my heart and say, if I was in the Department of Education, I might sit there if I was cynical off and say, these fools will do whatever I tell them to do. You know, and we seem to always make it work. I don't know what the three of you think about it. You're obviously active in your union, but you never get the impression that we will always make it work and that will be to our disadvantage rather than our advantage. I don't know what you think of that, Lynn. Where you're coming from, Robert, but I, I wouldn't be as quick to put the blame on, in, on the individual management of, of individual schools. I think this is yet another abdication of responsibility from the DES. When this happened, I, I firmly believe there should have been a, a diktat from the DES that some online platform, be it Teams or Zoom or Google Classroom, was taken on board by the nation and that, and, and that it was road tested properly over the summer by those companies and, and it was bought and paid for by the DES. It's unacceptable, in my opinion, and it's also very, very unfair on the teachers who, who suffered from some of these inappropriate and lewd Zoom bombings that we have all got different platforms. Like in the last, in, in, in the very first lockdown, in, in the one school, teacher A was on Zoom, teacher B was on Google Classroom, teacher C could have been on Teams. And, and fair enough, that, that's fine in lockdown one, but I'm sorry, lockdown two and three, when you've had eight or nine months to go by and there was no uh, nationwide plan, that's a joke. And that's, that's completely at the feet of the, of, of the DES, in, in my opinion. 
You know, I completely take the point. Yes, yeah, somebody should have road tested it, but it shouldn't have been done by every single school. It shouldn't have been done 700 times. It should have been done once by 700 people and then rolled out to the nation and said, there you go, lads, we've done this for you. Aren't we great? Haven't we prepared you really well? Instead of what we have now, whereby some, some teachers are, are having to look at the genitalia of some fella, it's not fair. It's unacceptable. And well, the other thing, I suppose, there's so much different advice flying around, you know, like leave your cameras on, leave your cameras off. Like personally, I'd rather every student have the camera on so I know who I'm talking to. Because if that camera's off and it's just their name on the box, then there could be anybody behind that screen. You don't know who you're talking to, who's at your lesson, who's sitting there. So, uh, and yet other people say, well, if your camera's on, you're looking into the, the room and it's child protection and it's all these other things. You know, it's, it, there's no, there, there was no concrete advice given to anybody in how to operate this, you know. And, and again, teachers have made it up on their own and plastered all the cracks uh, by themselves. You know what I mean? Uh, that, that's, that's what's happened, you know. We're, yeah. we're trying to make this work. Um, but yes, you know, we, we get slagged. We get slagged in the media. As we always do, Andrew. That's the yeah. problem. Yeah. You know, in the press. Um, but um, because, you know, we're only teachers. We've only decided to become teachers because we want to help out teenagers and youths, like, you know, but we don't really like them, like, you know. Um, but anyway, um, any other thoughts on that now? Well, it's a, um, I think maybe the end of all this, Andrew, if you, when you were asking the question about remote learning and things like that, the, I think by making it work in this situation, we've maybe fed into that narrative that we don't have a particularly difficult job or challenging job or a professional job. And that mm. it was a, I don't know what the other guys have experienced or you've experienced in terms of there is nothing that replaces what we do in the classroom to say that online learning is a match for or a good compensation for an actual classroom is just a lie. It's just not true. It does, like the dynamics of a classroom can't be replicated over like you put your camera on, you mute this or whatever system you might follow. That if we're going to go into a mode of education where, well, here's a video I prepared 10 minutes ago and press play. So that's not teaching. That's just press and play. You know, and I think that this experiment, look, I know it's been necessary and we're better at it than we were. Uh, a year ago, but I don't think being better at it has uh, necessarily served the needs of education. If you get me, you know, it's like. No, but you know, just, like I, I, I see Robin bringing one second now. But my cousin, right, I was talking to my cousin, and he was saying that his he is a um, a daughter in leaving cert and another daughter in secondary school, and both of them up till half eleven, quarter to twelve at night doing work, homework, work, 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 and that comes from pressure. That comes from. The pressure put on to make this uh, the same as normal education and pressure put on teachers to be seen to be given work and make sure you give them work because everyone's going to be saying you're doing nothing you're sitting at home yep. scratching your arse and, and don't you know and, and so people are throwing work at the students and some of the students are getting overwhelmed by all That's this work right. you know instead of taking a step back and going we're in a pandemic here I'm not saying I don't want to work of course I want to work I'm being paid and I should work but there has to be a level of this is not the same as classroom teaching. It's not the same as this. And, you know, you don't know what the student is going through in their house, how many they've got younger siblings, they've got whatever or whatever that the, the teacher is going through. Everyone is on, playing on a different field here. So there has to be that level of uh, step back, do your best uh, and try and make this work rather than this expectancy that you do everything because this is a, it, you know, try and make it the same as, as, as face-to-face teaching or classroom teaching. It's not, well, it's you know? not. Well, maybe people get a better value on what we actually do in the classroom. At the well, end. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, you wanted to come in. Uh, well, I, I, I do think, I think I'd, I'd say parents probably 
think better of us overall. And they, they'll, they'll have their anecdotes, they'll have their issues and so forth, but they'd have their issues anyway. Uh, I think generally speaking, is a bit, but I mean, it, what, what will be interesting is two things. Firstly, every single school should be asking their, 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 their students, if they haven't done so already, then they really should be doing this week, you know, how are you getting on? Um, you know, what are your issues? You know, how have you found um, online learning? What do you prefer? Do you prefer lives or, 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 or recorded videos or mixture and this and that and everything else? Are you coping? Are you getting too much work? Not enough. You know, those sorts of questions, you know, can be very easily be asked. And the school should have a clear idea about how their students are actually um, coping. And that, that, that's, that should really should be happening in every single mm. school. The other thing, um, last last week i think ended on tuesday the department had their own or the inspectorate uh, department of the of the department of education actually had a survey for parents to fill in for both primary primary and and post primary to actually fill in a bunch of questions which basically asked the same sort of thing you know what sort of learning were they using um you know were they using online platforms were they you know, what was the mixture of uh, of of you know lessons and and other work etc 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 you know and and I'm looking forward to seeing what the data that's come down to that I mean it was done online so it shouldn't take them too long to extrapolate the information and give us the key the, the key facts I mean it's been a week almost a week now so I like I'd, I'd like to see how that's going and and I would like to I'd like to think I'd, I'd feel confident that, generally speaking, the results from that survey would demonstrate that, you know, um, despite everything and, and in spite of everything, you know, generally speaking, for all its faults, you know, what is what is not an appropriate uh, replacement for what we do in classroom, but online work learning is going well since since January. And, and, and I mean, I'm hoping that that'll come in the next the next week or so. Um, you know, it's an opportunity for the the, the, the departments to, um, I suppose, have an easy win if if the if the data is positive. Yeah, Liam. Yeah, just just to kind of, kind of come in on that, I think the way and the time that the lockdown happened last year on March twelfth, um, you know, we were we we had March thirteenth off, and we had actually booked off the Monday as well. So we only started doing remote work then on the following Tuesday. And I think I think the point needs to be made here that. It's really only since January, since the beginning of January, that I would call online learning or remote learning was taking place. Because for me, back around March, it, it wasn't learning as such. It was a revision, or in, particularly in the case of the Leaving Certs. Now, I, I, I had two Leaving Cert classes last year, and for me, it was online revision. Hmm. Um, with most of my other year groups, the program of work for the year had been done, and I was just trying to um, get them through to the, whatever form of summer assessment that we actually did. Um, and, and it really and truly was a revision. Um, but now it's trying to do online learning. Now, you know, I, I take Andrew's point about maybe having the students put the camera on. But for me, the way, the way I teach with the subjects that I teach, I'm, I'm nearly always in presenter mode. So the students can see my screen, they can hear my voice, but I can't see them when I'm in presenter mode. Um, so it, it doesn't really matter. I take the role at the start of the lesson. Um, I ask questions of students throughout the lesson. And if Johnny doesn't answer, well, then he might have said he was there at the start of the lesson. You can now subsequently mark him absent and, and, and send a quick email home to say, look, he's trying to pull a fast one there. But it's, it's just very, very different now. And I think we do need to be really aware of, of a number of issues now is the digital divide, the, the broadband issue, the device issue, mm. the, 
the really sad and horrible fact that some students are, are, are living in, in, in very, um, very horrible situations at home and that school was their, their kind of respite. It was their, their safe place. Um, and, and like there's so much going on out there and we just kind of at times need to step back and say, do we need to ardently follow um, nine 40 minute periods a day, all day, every day? No. And like, for example, in my own school, we've, we've switched to one hour lesson with a 15 minute break in between lessons. And I don't know about you guys, but I certainly noticed from doing remote learning that you look at your step counter um, and you would have gone nowhere. You know, at least when you're in school, you're walking about all day, you're getting a bit of activity, you're stretching your legs. If you sit down at that desk and you don't move for a number of hours and then all of a sudden you come off the screen, your eyes are wrecked, you feel tired and you just kind of have to get out for a walk. And that's what we're encouraging our students to do. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I was obviously done the, the, the prime time the other night. And so I actually got uh, an, a couple of texts or emails from, from teachers uh, who were saying, that uh, I can't believe that you're only doing three Zoom classes, right? And then and that's it. And then I say, well, no, actually, first thing it says, you have to realise these things are all edited. So actually, I was doing Zoom class, but also I had to pre-record stuff. And that's what it was. But but and she, but she, anyway, that the person in the text uh, was telling me that that they're doing six or seven Zoom classes a day and they have four kids at home, blah, blah. I said, well, I, I think you completely missed the point of... I, I was kind of saying that nobody should be doing that kind of stuff, that you should be off the screen. You shouldn't be there for six or seven Zoom classes, uh, one after the other, after the other, after the other. It's it's madness. And it's even more madness on the, on the students. You know, uh, it's crazy stuff, you know, uh, that, they, that they're demanding. And yet some schools are demanding that this happens. But again, Liam, I suppose that goes back to what you said about the, the DES, the DES should have had a standardized plan of this is what you do for remote learning. You do two or three Zoom classes a week to check in with your students. You leave them work on Google Classroom or whatever it is. It should have been all standard, you know? Yeah, Rob. Do you have to ask why why schools were insisting on uh, on 100%, 100% live all the way through? And, you know, irrespective of the educational benefit, you know, irrespective of whether it's a good thing or not from a educational level, you know, you must do 100% lives. You know, I mean, and, and invariably what you found is that, you know, I, I suspect that there'd be, be plenty of, 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 of schools how should I put this? You know, it was all about the optics. It was about how the parents will view the school, mm. and if and if the school down the road is is doing more lives than us, then then it'll look bad on us. So we're gonna we're gonna make sure we look as though we're doing our job our job properly. But actually, I I I I don't as you say as you said already. You know, I I don't think having hundred percent lives all the way through is is good practice, is doing a good job mm. and, um, you know, and is done, being done for the right reasons. And, you know, when 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 uh, the parent might be the primary educator of the child, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they, they know the best way of being able to run a school and, and be able to um, be able to run classes and be able to deliver a curriculum. And, and, and when we're when we're pandering to, in a sense, the optics that the parents want to see, um, irrespective of whether it's a good thing or not, you know, we're on, a, we're, on a, we're, on a, we're on a sorry road, I think. I mean, I certainly I, I, I take my hat off to my own school that they, they made 
fantastic decisions in terms of how the, the, the level of number of lives, number of recorded lessons, number of work to be set, to be done privately. Um, we were even given in our timetable five or six lessons a week. You know, one of them is planning for both myself and for the students, planning and prep. So I only actually had to, to in a sense, post or do something for 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 one less than, than the full amount. There are lots of ways in which, you know, my school was able to actually put in place a far better balance, a balance for the teachers and also more importantly, a balance for the students. Yeah. Come on, Tony. Yeah. Um, you, always sorry, have to, yeah. you always have to have the last word, Tony. <laughs> Several things I could say there, Andrew. <laughs> when you're right, it's better to go, best to go last. You know? Isn't that what they say? Yeah. <laughs> no, look, the lads both have uh, fair points as you do yourself there. I'm sure we all have examples of speaking to parents in the last couple of weeks mm. and parents relaying stories of like, I never come across so many parents who feel like they're under pressure, you know? And yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. It's like, uh, oh, well, his dad's been helping him with this and I've been helping him with that. And mm. we were up at 11 o'clock last night and I'm at the other end of the phone going, Jesus, will you put your feet up and watch the telly? Like, Jesus. Mm. You know, it's like that. It, that's not the, the dynamic. That's not meant the way it's meant to work. You know, mm -hmm. then I think, uh, go back to the lean point, I don't know, if, or your point, Andrew, sorry, about if you link the, if there was a national policy around, we all use Zoom, we all use Google Meet, there could have easily been a national policy around, this is the timetable. And I don't uh, mean, yeah. as in, realistically, students should have no more than two or three hours camera time a day, or mm -hmm. whatever. And I think putting it on the individual schools to try and coordinate plays into what Rob says, mm -hmm. when the school becomes competitive to A, look as good as they can possibly look, and be, be as good as they can possibly be, that that doesn't necessarily take account of the what's happening in individual homes. You're dealing, like if you've got 25, 30 kids in a classroom, that's you in the classroom and in closed space, it's a organized situation. We can't dictate what happens in people's homes. We don't understand what happens in people's homes. Like you had your famous dog, Andrew, was standing there, you know that, like if the dog is the greatest of your worries and you've got, uh, a child there to look after. Nobody from the department or anything else can say, well, Mr. Phelan, you need to do this at nine o'clock in the morning to then you go, well, who's looking after my child? Who's looking at like all these different things feed into it. Mm. And if, if there's a house with three or four kids, they're going, we've two laptops. Mm. And you go and the school is there going, well, I've got seven hours a day planned for Johnny. And they're going, well, I'm working from home. You're working from home. We've three kids here at home. The Department of Education or teachers or anybody else can't demand people in, to own people's houses or their lives. You know, and I think we're not making enough allowances for the different circumstances of people's homes and their lives, both teachers and just families at home. And I think, as you say, in terms of taking a step back, I think the national policy should be to we all need to relax a little bit here that we can't replicate what we do in the classroom. And there's too many variables in people's lives mm. that a school cannot impose its will on the domestic life of any of their families. I can only impose my will on you when you're in the classroom with me. I don't own your home, if that makes sense. Well, it does, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And again, I suppose it goes back to, and the two lads, they're probably sick of listening to me talk about this at, at union meetings and stuff, is, uh, you know, it's, it's you, what's, what the, the education policy at the moment is, your school versus the school down the road that's that's the policy it's it's advancing school autonomy that's that's what they're driving they're they're making less and less decisions in the department of education and even more and more decisions up the schools in, in terms of how they run it and it is pitting school against school and 
uh, you know, and that, that's the way that's the way it's going, you know. Um, but and you can see that now, you know, even even in even in the pandemic, they won't make a decision. They're leaving it up to schools. You would imagine even at this time they would make uh, some kind of decisions, you know. They would be, uh, be afraid to take advantage of a good crisis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will we leave it there, man. Will we? My thanks to Tony, Robert, and Liam for joining us for this uh, episode and for the previous episode of insider schools podcast remember if you do like the podcast please do subscribe Uh, it's available on apple it's available on spotify it's available on google uh, podcasts um, and please do share with your friends and social media and so on if you hear an episode that you like please do share because the more people we get involved the more people we get listening uh, the better this will be and uh, thoughts and, and conversations that teachers are having can be spread throughout staff rooms uh, up and down the country so that is the general idea uh, of this podcast so listen again I hope I enjoyed the episode uh, thank you very very much for listening and if you ever want to get in contact the email is insiderschoolspodcast at gmail.com thank you